What's up? March 30th, 2022. It's Norm and Mike, the Leafs convo on a Wednesday evening. How about it? It's because the Leafs have won two in a row. We have to talk about that. There's some injuries to be concerned about in terms of the goaltending. The defense still has all kinds of question marks. And Mr. Rogelo is going to be getting up bright and early Thursday morning to travel to the Jets-Leafs game at Scotiabank Arena. So here we are. The Leafs convo continues on. Good evening, Mr. Ajello. How are you? Well, I'm doing better than the Leafs goaltending. Um, you know, it's – I mean, you, you can't make this up. And, okay, like I said, I I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I will. Um, right. I said before the deadline, when we did our pre-deadline show, that my big <laughs> – one of my main concerns was the goaltending and not – you know, not the fact that they had to go out and get Mark Andre Fleury because that was ridiculous. But what I was concerned about was the fact that at the time of the deadline, Jack Campbell was hurt. We didn't know the severity of the injury. Of course, they did. Um, Joseph Wall had just gotten hurt down with the Marlies. Uh, and so you were down to three health, three health goalies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I said that, you know, it, not – a starter, not somebody who's going to take Jack Campbell's job, job, but something like what they did with last year with David Riddick, a goaltender that could come in and play. And because Eric, at that point, Eric Shalgren was not established. And he's still not established. Mm-hmm. Um, last night is the disaster scenario that we all feel, feel, are feared. Because Mrazek, at the beginning of the year, missed a to- total of almost two months with two separate groin injuries. Mm-hmm. One in the first game that he played, and then he came back after two weeks and hurt it again against Detroit. And he was out for, I think, five weeks after that. So he almost missed two months. Hasn't played really well until just recently. And now he gets hurt again last night against the Bruins. And they're saying he's going to miss some time. And some time with a month left to go in the regular season means probably the rest of the regular season. This is... I can't say it's a disaster because they're locked into a playoff spot, but this is something that they needed to address. And they, you know, they signing Harry Sateri and trying to sneak him through waivers was not addressing this. And I'm not being overly critical of Kyle Dubas. Maybe he tried and couldn't, couldn't, uh, didn't find a, a right fit. But right. Right, yeah, but right now, right now the situation is, you know, they're in, they're in deep, deep trouble. Right, right. And that's the thing. They win two, they score 11 goals, they beat their contemporaries, Florida, uh, a team the Leafs are chasing in the Atlantic. They unseat Boston, get into the top three in the division, swap places with the rival Bruins, tops in power play opportunities and uh, uh, power play efficiency, and top four in penalty kill. The offense, we all take for granted. We know it's going to be there. It was designed that way. So you have a lot of good things going. You have a lot of good things going on that aren't necessarily surprising based on the personnel. And then you have the the components to a, a championship team being so tenuous and in trouble that cause guys like us to 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 fear the the end result of this team uh and it, its capabilities and well, and, and, and the problem is it, it 
it it over it's it's real and it's true and it's concerning and we know the chickens will come home to roost yet it overshadows a lot of the good stuff and you have fans out there and ogs and converts who i hear from all the time who say we're too negative and and nobody really wants to be negative but these are things that prevail and these are things that will affect and these are things that will rear their ugly heads on more off, more nights than than not and continue to do so even though the leafs won the last two games like just take a look at that boston game i mean they won 6-4 but they won 6-4 and they gave up three straight goals to finish the game two in the third had they not built that kind of lead which sometimes they don't um, you know, we could have been headed for overtime, a potential loss and another conversation that centers around a team that's giving up leads as opposed to one that's holding down the fort. So while there's lots of good going on, there's just so much to be concerned about and we have a right to be. Well, I mean, if you we, we did the last convo after the disaster in Montreal, right. and, and yeah. see this thing, it's like it's all fine and good that they beat Florida. Mm-hmm. They didn't beat them convincingly. They Florida outshot them. They they got really good goaltending from Morazic, and they scored, uh, you know, they scored at the right time. And you know, it was a it was a good victory. Right. And then they outplay Boston for two periods and hold on in spite of the injuries that they had. Sure. Those are great. The fact yeah. that they beat, like you said, two contemporaries. It's temper. The excitement has to be tempered because they lost to the last place team in the league, in the, in the, in the, in the Habs. And it's like, does it make sense? That's the thing guys. Well, does it's not that does it's, this make sense? It's not that only just that it doesn't make sense. It shows an inconsistency that I think sort of bleeds any confidence you can have in this team. Again, you know, they're one of the top five or six records in the league. What mm-hmm. would they feel like if they beat the teams that they should beat? They're Oh, five and one against Buffalo, Arizona and Montreal in uh, Montreal since January 1st. So, yeah, I mean, you can get excited, and I think there's reasons to get excited based on how they played against Florida and how they played against Boston. But does that mean that they're going to play that way against them in the playoffs, or does that mean the team that sort of took things for granted against Montreal and didn't, sh- and, and even though they got 51 shots on goal, is that, is, is that team going to show up? That's what Lee fans want the answer to. So. Uh, OG's converts, if you think the Leafs are a true contender, should they be losing to these bottom feeders? And, and, and in the fashion they do, right? Should they be giving up so many goals against? Never mind the power play and the penalty kill and the, you know, all-world offense, which is not a surprise. Should they be doing this other stuff? Should they be committing all these infractions? Should should they be this vulnerable in this way if this team is truly a contender? I'd like to know from you, um, Mike V., Giordano has calmed the decor. Great addition. Yes. Uh, he's got no points, but nobody really needs him to put up points on the defensive end. How about a bomb from from the point on the power play and, and in a tight game in the playoffs? I'll take that all day. I don't really care if he scores. But Mike V makes a point here, and there's others in the conversation who who feel like Giordano has been a good pickup, oh. and he hasn't detracted uh, from from the from the cause. He hasn't made the cause worse. It, statistically hasn't done a lot, but his presence uh, certainly is. A, I mean, it's a benefit. How, how can you argue against it? Oh, I, I can't. I think it's been a fantastic acquisition right. so far. I, you know, I mean, yes, he has no points, but mm. he's played with Lilligren and Lilligren, I think has played really well with him because I right. think he's confident in the fact that he's got a veteran playing with him that sort of, he can sort of play off of. 
Um, you saw the benefit of Giordano last night when the two defensemen, and we'll talk about that in a minute, went down and they were 4D for the entire third period. You know, it was ro- it was rolling Brody, Riley, Giordano, and Lilligren. And he was calm. He was cool. He was collected. It was like no panic. Um, and that's, I mean, that's really what this team needs. I mean, when everybody again is healthy, when Muzzin is back, I'm convinced that right now, not, you know, and I, I think lawyer grin is here to stay, but when everybody is healthy, it's going to be right. Riley and Labushkin, uh, Brody and Giordano and Muzzin and Hall as the, th- as the three pairs. And that, you know, I mean, that that means your second pair from last year is your third pair this year. Mm-hmm. That's, that improved depth will help. It's just a question. And I think, you know, here's the ultimate right now. I would sign up for Giordano for another year right now based on how he's played in four games. Maybe that's jumping to conclusions. How much would they have to pay him? Well, that's the question. I mean, if it's if he's expecting to make anywhere close to what he what he's made on his on his recent deal, then that's not going to happen. If he wants to go out and finish the last year, last year or two of his career in Toronto, you know, I'm not saying he's going to have to take 750000 like uh like the Spezza, the, the Saint, Jason Spezza. Um, but, you know, if he takes a couple million, um, you know, if, like, like what Alex Goligoski just took with Minnesota, I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, I mean, I would sign up for that because you put him with one of the young defensemen, like him and Lilligren, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that could be your second pair. That could be your third pair. I mean, that's, I think that's fantastic. I think they would sign up for that, but I mean, they're going to worry about what's going on right now and worry about that after the season. But I can just say that right now he's had the desired effect of providing stability, calm and experience to that blue line. And that when you get into the playoffs, that'll be invaluable. Guys, this is the Leafs combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. At Norm at Oak Ridge Ford on Instagram. You can see um, all of the new friends that I make. There are OGs and converts in uh, those pictures uh, with smiles on their faces, picking up their new vehicles. If you guys need any help uh, downsizing the engine that you're currently operating right now, you've got to call me. There's no reason why you shouldn't. I'm going to take care of you. I have an unbelievable reputation in this business because it's probably because I'm not indigenous to sales, right? I've been selling myself and my product for for 25 plus years in broadcasting. Um, You know, as a second career, you got to get your ass in gear. And I treat people differently than a lot of salespeople do, right? A lot of them are looking just to make a, a buck. For me, I'm looking to make friends, right? And I want it to continue on. And it's like we, we do the same kind of thing here with, with the um, with the convo, Mike, yet we've been around the block so often. Stadler and Waldorf. Um, when I sell myself, people ask if I have a buy one, get one free coupon. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to laugh and speak because we have such a good synergy. But here's the thing, right? Um, we, we sell us getting together and doing what we do. Um, people don't always agree with, with what we have to say, uh, but that's fine. Uh, we why why is it that you and I understand with with media now you you pick and choose what you you want to watch because you you really really love it but there's nothing wrong with watching something you disagree with and having a oh. uh, a gentleman's 
or a gentlewoman's disagreement over it as opposed to us being trash or whatever. I, I don't I don't understand that. Um, real quick, Mike, and I, I don't want to devolve this uh, conversation into something that becomes ridiculous. But Commissioner, uh, he, he thinks that you seep out negativity uncontrollably. And Chris Daniels uh, jumped in and said that, you know, it's that uh, you're not negative. It's you got strong opinions and he, you're you're annoyed, you know. Yeah. I, I, I love mean, we are annoyed. We we love the Leafs, man. This is the Leafs combo. We want them to win a championship. But what do you I, want us to do? Like sing I, Kumbaya every every bloody every bloody I, show. I love the fact that Commissioner says I'm wrong more more times than not. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Um, you know, I mean, I have a, hey, I have opinions. I'm sorry, the, the opinions are like a holes. Everybody's got one. Um, you know, but like I've been following this team. Uh, and, and I also don't know that how this is an indictment of you. This isn't stump, stump the, stump the Agello, right? I mean, well, who, no, who's a hundred percent right all the time. Right. You know? and, and, and like, okay, for example, like I have opinions on this team. It doesn't mean that that's, you know, I, I advocate what I think the team should do based on my experience as, you know, first a fan and then as a reporter for the last decade you can disagree with those opinions and I'm sure that the management of the team disagrees. That's why sometimes they don't follow what's going on. I advocate at a certain point what this team should do. And if, you know, they don't achieve the results that everybody wants, then I think that, you know, changes have to be made, but Hey, right. you can disagree with me. That's fine. I, I like, I like debate and I like disagreement and I'm not like, I'm not like, uh, I'm not like Will Smith. I'm not going to smack you across the face. Uh, yeah. so, but the thing is, like, I don't know, with the Leafs, we, we both love the Leafs. We acknowledge their their positive attributes, okay? So yeah. where, where's the pat on the back for that? And we've acknowledged the fact they can't hold leads. Where's the pat on the back for that? That's true. They've lost six games to shitbox teams. Where's the pat on the back? We're acknowledging that. Nobody's saying that this team can't be good offensively. We all know that it is a, a great offensive team. But give you again, you can have the conversation, and this is for everybody. If you think this team is a contender and can win the Stanley Cup the way it's composed, the way it's put together, then go ahead and, and make make state your case. I don't think so. That doesn't make me a hater. It doesn't make me negative. It's just the, the truth as I see it. And if I'm wrong and the Leafs are parading down bay, I will gladly crow. For I'm, sure. I'm, if they catch lightning in a bottle and win the next Stanley Cup and then the next one and the next one and the next one, do you think I'm going to sit there and go, fuck, I was wrong and I'm, I'm smarter than this team being good? Anyway, I, um, I think, you know, the thing, the thing is, I think we're both realists. And this, right. this, like, I'm sorry, when a team, when a team can't advance, either not make the playoffs or advance past the first round for right. 17 years, um, prove it to me. It's like, okay, I'll, yeah. I, will, I will doubt. <laughs> I what you're going to do until you prove me that you can do it. So there's a drum banging somewhere, Mike, there's a drum banging somewhere. It is, it is what it is. You know, it's funny. The Florida Panthers, they remind me of the Leafs, you know, they, they've got, they score a ton. They give up a bunch of goals that game, you know, as much as I, I, I get on the Maple Leaf for maybe not being ready for prime time in fully, well, I don't know about Florida, man. I mean, well, I, I'm more concerned that, about Boston, and I'm more concerned about Tampa. That you have to, that Florida you have, Panthers team is. Mm, you have to remember, you have to remember that game. They played Spencer Knight, the rookie goaltender, and not Bobrovsky. Ekblad is out, so you know that's right. not 
Now the question is, you know, they play they play Florida two more times. Ekblad probably is not going to be back until the playoffs. So, you know, that will be a benefit to the Leafs. But I, I don't think the Leafs – right now Florida is the Leafs' target because Florida, I believe, is no, – I, I understand uh, that. But, again, a lot of times your record record doesn't – the, the record, what does it represent, right? What does your record really represent? What, what does it represent at the end of the day? How many teams have won president's trophies or have done really well in the regular season and peter out in the first round of the playoffs? So what does your record really truly represent? And that just gets back to the essence of what I'm talking about. If this team gave up less goals, scored less, looked more complete, right. even if they did lose some close games, I'd feel more comfortable than watching a team that scores all world, loses to shitty teams, can't hold down leads, has all these problems that it does. That's that's just me, and we'll see how it all shakes out. Well, and, and just to go back to our one of our, our uh, people in the chat here, Commissioner, he's like, <laughs> you, you don't think... You don't, don't think give him too much... No, no, no. I, I want to answer the question. You don't think right. Dukes made calls on goaltending? Of course he did. Okay, where's the results? They didn't get a goaltender. Right. That's And that's the whole point here. It's like you tried to sneak Harry Sateri through waivers after mm-hmm. signing him out of the KHL. That was a long shot. And that news was available at two o'clock the deadline was three if you know and I'm, yeah, believe me i like dubas as a general manager i think he's doing a good job but this was the worry because Morazic has been injury prone this year and they have Shalgren as their number two and you didn't know when campbell was going to be back and now the Morazic is hurt you've got campbell who's still day-to-day and they're not going to rush him back because you've got a month to go in the regular season and they don't need him to get re-injured so probably the next couple games it's going to be Shalgren and Michael Hutchinson and that's and that that's not an optimum situation so right now on the defense and I mentioned it and I have to get into this because I'll 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 lose I I I sort of lost my mind uh this afternoon doing the buzzcast Mm -hmm. um the Justin Hall injury was unfortunate. He hit. He was hit by a shot. Um, it hit him in the back of the helmet. Right. Uh, he was cut. He missed the rest of the game. He could be concussed if you're mm-hmm. hitting a ninety plus mile an hour shot. So we don't know about that. We will find out about that tomorrow morning. The Labushkin thing. If you wonder why the Leafs fans are paranoid and they think that that everybody's out to get them, okay. Jason Spezza, four-game suspension for the hit on Neil Pionk against Winnipeg. <clears throat> four-game suspension. Everybody thought that was over-officious. Right. Okay. Austin Matthews with the cross-check responding to Darlene. Okay, I thought he was going to get a game. He gets two. Okay. Um, I thought it was a little, a little over-officious there. Now, Taylor Hall, Bolo punches Labushkin. After Labushkin hits him into the into into the boards, um, it looks like it really didn't connect. But Labushkin goes down like a sack of potatoes and doesn't come back for the rest of the game. And all the NHL gives Taylor Hall for a for a act of retribution is a five thousand dollar fine. Lee fans, I'm sure, were incensed this morning, and they have every right to be. And this mm-hmm. is the thing. It's the incon- the inconsistency of penalization when it comes to the Leafs as opposed to other teams. It goes all the way back to Ty Domi and Ulf Samuelson. They should have, you know, there there were people there were there were players in the league that would have paid his fine mm-hmm. uh, for punching Ulf Samuelson. Right. But, but this is what I mean. It's like what, oh, what do you make of that? What do you think the reason is for these inconsistencies? 
Why do be, because I'm I'm getting this idea from you that the Leafs have a, a greater a larger target on their backs, and there, there are some people that believe that the league, when it comes to the Leafs, have the ability to send a message because they're it's the biggest media market out there, and so every everybody like if they suspend Austin Matthews for two games, okay, if you do if somebody does that, even if it's somebody who's never been suspended before, right. okay, this gets the message out there that you can't <laughs> do stuff like that, and that's like I mean I, I don't know if that's true. All I know is oh brother. There is a, there is a paranoia on the part of Leaf Nation because this seems to happen over and over, and it's happened twice this year where I think they were penalized much more, and then an infraction is inflicted <laughs> on them. And if you want to go back, some people think Corey Perry should have been suspended for what happened to Tavares. I mean, I don't think it was purposeful, but sometimes some of these and things there, there was there was a high stick back in '93. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But um, I don't know how to. I mean, this is conspiratorial, right? I mean, this is a this is a truth or truth or discussion. Um, but now, but now, I don't see, know. I don't know what to, I don't know what to say other than. Um. But here, but here is what it is, Michael. Because you don't, you don't, you can't really reverse these things. But it, right. But, here, but here's the situation that they're in right now. So Muzzin's not back. Sandine is out mm -hmm. probably for the rest of the regular season. It sounds like a, a knee, a knee injury, the re reoccurrence of the knee injury yep. that happened early in the season. So there's two out. Uh, Labushkin and Hall are question marks. Yep. So uh, they called up Carl Dahlstrom uh, when they called up uh, Kyle Clifford on Monday. So right. they could play him. They'd have to okay. call up one more defenseman from, from the Marlies. If neither one of those yep. players could play you know, it could be Joe Dusek, it could be Christians yep. Rubens, but you know, you're getting on your seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth defenseman, and your third, fourth, fifth goaltenders. You're lucky it's a month away from the playoffs. You're lucky, right? Depth is a thing uh, beyond depth, and the depth of depth uh, is another completely. The Leafs with everybody on board. And running at 100% aren't favored to do anything. Um, the Leafs running at 45%, that uh, re remains to be seen what the, the, the final results will be. However, the, the team has an offense, as we know, that can compensate for a lot of these, for deficiency, for injury. And uh, God forbid... Matthews or Marner go down, Tavar is Nylander, and then that could be all she wrote. So as we, you know, I criticize the team when you have when the team is as is it full as full as it can be and playing as as good as it should and gives up gives up leads and has, um, you know, these brain cramps that result in in losses or near losses, and I. I make the comment that this isn't how you win big games down the stretch, nor how you're going to be successful in the playoffs. And it's true. It doesn't make me um, hate the Leafs or dislike the Leafs or want to discontinue the Leafs combo for that reason. Um, it's just, it's just a reality. If the team was winning every night by a two, three goal margin, giving up one or two goals or even shutouts 
and it just looked phenomenal. Sure, I'd be, I'd be, I'd believe at some point the Reaper would go from lurking to attacking, but no. I would be making the comments that, man, this team looks invincible, and if it can stay the course, um, it has a good shot at winning a Stanley Cup. As we sit right now, I don't know how I can make a case to uh, fans across the league, to general managers, anybody involved in the game, that the Maple Leafs are a legitimate contender to win a Stanley Cup the well, way they are put together right now and with everything that they're having to deal with. Last few points to you, Mike, and we'll move on. Well, the the eight teams in the East, I mean, there are eight really good teams and four yeah. of them will be out in the first round. So, I mean, right. you know, I think that's definitely a factor. And, you know, like I said, I think they're fortunate that right now it's March 30th and not April 29th. Mm. It's the, you know, the end, the end of the regular season is April 29th and the playoffs probably did start two or three days later. And if they were without Muzzin, if they were without Campbell, if they were without, well, without Sandine, I mean, you know, they're, they're without Andre Kasha. Um, you know, those are, those are players that are effective at that, that, that would help them in their goal of at least getting past the first round. The, the other thing that didn't happen yesterday, and I know there were some people complaining that, you know, when Boston stepped it up physically, that guys like Kyle Clifford didn't respond in kind. When you're up six one or six two, you don't want you don't want him to take an act of retribution right. against a, a Marshand or against. I don't think they would. I don't think they would anyway. We know. We well, know no, no. I, I'm just saying at that, at that point in the game where they right. were, that was dumb to, dumb to do. But believe yeah. me, down down the road, they they need to they need they need to do that. Um, the the one last thing. Um, they signed Nick Abrazies, uh, yep. out of Harvard. Um, he almost got in yesterday. I think they want to have him practice a couple more times before they insert him in the lineup. Um, but he's going to get an opportunity before the end of the year. He'll be in the mix. Uh, the other player is Matthew Nyes, who they is a second round pick from this year. Who's playing really well at the university of Minnesota. Um, he made the U S Olympic team. He's I mean, he's like a bull in a china shop, but it's it, 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 in college games. But he he's probably going to get signed. I, I was told that uh, the, the Leafs are going to get him locked up after the after the college uh, playoffs. The question is whether it'll be with the Marlies or the Leafs. It could be with the Leafs, and believe me, if there's a team a team out there that needs a big winger, it's Toronto. So he might All get right. a look, but I mean, we'll see. It's that'll be the interesting thing in the next month to see if these guys actually get a, a good long look. So Winnipeg at Scotiabank Arena tomorrow. You'll be there for it, and then we'll talk about it on Sunday, and that'll be after the Leafs take on the Philadelphia Flyers in Philadelphia, a game that has all the makings of a Leaf loss. So, um, two straight wins. Back in the top three in the division. Let's leave, uh, you know, lots of shit going on. Uh, clearly elite offensively. Great special teams. Let's leave this special edition of the Leafs combo on a positive note. The positive note would be if the Leafs actually remember that Winnipeg, especially Neil Pionk, went after one of their players and one of their oldest players had to respond by uh doing something he normally didn't do in terms of Jason Spezza. It would it would be nice if Wayne Simmons or Kyle Clifford tomorrow mm -hmm. would take on Neil Pionk. I mean not to not to go like uh you know 1975, but you have to respond and I'm sure that that game in Winnipeg 
is still in the memory of, of Leafs fans and of some of the Leaf players. So I will be looking to see if there is something done uh, about what Pionk did uh, a few months back. Depends on the situation in the game, right, Mike? I, I, I just don't think the Leafs have it in them to to for to come back uh and you know get retribution uh, revenge uh you know make amends for for something that happened 2 days ago never mind uh months ago it would be a it would be a change in in tact a change in motivation i just don't see it happening um would i like to see it just for fun heck yeah why not i don't care Again, I'm not a traditionalist. I'm not a. Uh, I, I'm I'm progressive. I, I want to see this team involve, but I don't mind a little old school action. I don't mind some fisticuffs being thrown, some big hits. It's all. I mean, yeah. you're in an incubator, right? And you're you're grown men. You're playing a tight game, fast, speedy. It gets emotional. I I don't see how you know everybody's supposed to avoid one another. And if there's something that needs to be settled, just to settle the fucking thing, then do it, man. My last word to you. I gotta go. Yeah, as long as long as it's. Wayne Simmons or Kyle Clifford and not Austin Matthews because Nathan McKinnon broke his hand in a fight. You don't need your best player to do that. So as long as it's your role players, let them do the work. No diggity, no doubt. Mr. A, it was pleasant to spend time with you on a Wednesday. Like I said, OGs and converts, we have lots of content coming your way. I am not going to tell you when we're doing them. You're just going to have to be ready for them because going down the stretch we may just throw one in there and it is what it is sunday you know um that is an ironclad date for us unless something's coming up with the family and again family first uh but my leafs combo family a very 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 close second mike safe travels to toronto have a lot of fun at that jets game leafs game jets leafs exciting we'll see you sunday okay thanks talk to you soon ogs converts we're out